Welcome to the City Edge Church podcast. For more information, please visit our website at cityedgechurch.org.au. We hope that you enjoy this message. So today I'm launching a, a new series called Beyond Tomorrow. And, uh, you know, as, we were, as I was planning these messages and, and just pulling this thing together, I uh, know the, the word Beyond Tomorrow just made me think about the Back to the Future movies. Who's seen the Back to the Future movies? You've seen them? I, I love those movies. Now, just a bit of context. Um, you know, I, the, the second one was always my favorite um, because that's when he went into the future. And, uh, and, and so it was always like they went into uh, October 21st, 2015. All right, that was the date they went to. And uh, it was so cool. Like, I, I think about this, and the story was about Marty McFly, this teenager, and Doc Brown, who, uh, who invented this time machine, this old DeLorean, uh, 80s car. You know, anyone ever seen one of these in real life? They're pretty cool. Yeah, and, uh, and so they go into the future to uh, change a pivotal point uh, in the history of, the, of his children's lives. So Marty goes in the future so they can shift a pivotal moment for their own future because they end up making some big mistakes and one ends up in prison and all this sort of crazy stuff. So they go to shift this one moment in history and in time. And, uh, and I just love, you know, the fact that, you know, really now we should have flying cars by now. Uh, we're supposed to uh, by now. But I just want to say, thank goodness, People aren't flying cars. I mean, we drive on the road. There's some people that just really don't know how to drive that well anyway. And it's a good thing they're still grounded, all right? And uh, so, so I think that's okay. I'm happy for cars to remain on the road for now. But one thing I, I do think is that we need hoverboards. All right, come on. Who's with me right now? We, we need hoverboards. Like, I mean, that's, that's the next Christmas present. That would be fantastic. Now, if you've never seen the movie, you have no idea what I'm talking about. So watch the movie. Uh, but it's, it's so cool. But I love the fact that, that life is a lot like that, isn't it? About pivotal moments in our life, isn't it? Things that, you know, defining moments, things that grab us, that we, we choose to say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change something in my world. I'm going to shift something around my life. And the Beyond Tomorrow series uh, is a three-week series, really, where we dive in and, uh, and we, we do talk about uh, money. We talk about finances. We talk about some pivotal things in our lives. And if you're a guest today, uh, we do this every year uh, for three weeks at the start of March to just chat about that and talk about that. It leads up to our annual miracle offering, which is on the 17th of March. And, uh, and so, but I love the fact that God wants us to be free, liberated, walking in His blessing in our lives in every step we take. And, uh, and, and I, I want you to know today that I believe that God lives beyond tomorrow. He lives in the moment, uh, but God isn't subject to our time. He knows what the future holds. He knows what's coming. And I believe that we are called to live our lives, yes, for what's happening in our world, but also the investment of our lives into the future. How many know that we're, we have a choice every day that what we are sowing today goes into the world we live in tomorrow? And I really believe that this whole series is about us being positioned well, pivotal moments in our lives to say, God, I'm going I'm to choose to align with you with what you've called me to do with my life. And uh, one of the first places to start I really believe is important is this, is that God is the source for our lives. I don't think we could really start anywhere else is that God is the source. I want to let you know today your job is not the source. I want to let you know that your business is not the source. Uh, Here's the thing. The government is not your source. 
I want you to know today that whatever we've thought in the past, maybe it was our source, I want to let you know that God is the source of all things. And He's the best source, and He's the most trustworthy source we can place our life upon. Who can say amen today? In Genesis twenty-two fourteen, it says, Abraham named the place Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. I believe that God is a provision God. He's a God who provides. And I, as a father, I know that He wants to bless our lives. So I want you to know today is God's not trying to take from us. He's trying to position us so that He can move things through us, into our lives, and through our lives as well. God has more for us today. And really it begins with this, knowing that we are blessed, but the position of blessing is not about the state of our bank account. The position of blessing is about the state of our lives by God's account. Blessing is about our position of being in the will of God. That's That's where blessing is. So it's not subject to uh, what the season is in our lives. Because there can be seasons of leanness and there can be seasons of abundance. But I want to let you know that no matter what the season is going on, when we are in the will of God, we can know His blessing. We can know His abundance that flows into our lives no matter what the season is. And I want you to know today that even if you are in a lean season right now, I want you to know you are blessed. You are blessed of God. We can walk in those blessings in our lives. We can know that God is for us and not against us. And I believe that trusting God no matter what the season, is about positioning our lives with Him as the source of all things. See, I love this scripture out of Psalm uh, 24 verse 1. This is really a, a, a scripture I go back to a lot. But it says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to Him. One thing I love about this scripture kind of just sets the game. It sets the, the pace, doesn't it? It create, creates the foundation at the end of the day that everything starts and ends with God. It's just all Him. I want to let you know today, maybe you're a guest, maybe you're searching out church, you're searching out God, the whole deal. We actually believe God created everything and everything exists that we see, taste, touch uh, in this life is all because of Him. He's the beginning, He's the end, the Alpha, the Omega. We believe this. As a Christian, you believe this in your life. And I just know today that when we trust God as the source, when we position our lives to say, Lord, my job's not the source, my business is not the source, the government, that inheritance that may be coming, whatever it may be, I know that, God, I'm not putting my faith in channels. I'm putting my faith in the source. See, God can use any channel to bring resources, finances, grace into our lives. God can use any channel He wants. I've known that throughout my life. Man, sometimes I've thought, God, I just know that you're going to bring a breakthrough. And, and I've thought, well, God, God could probably do it this way, this way, this way. God often, often likes to do it in this most obscure way that I never, ever thought He would move. I, and, and I'm like, God, you, you just like doing that, don't you? You're like just doing it anyway. It's just, just a, I don't know whether he just likes keeping me on my toes. I'm not sure. But I just know that he just re- wants me to trust him. Yeah, he wants me to position my life to say, God, you are the source of all things. And God wants to bless us. I want you to know that today. That he's a God of provision. He wants, wants us to walk with, this, with him. And this whole thing begins with relationship. 
And when we can place God as the source of all things, this is that place where we can understand that, Lord, I'm a steward. I'm a steward of what's yours. If, you, if everything starts and ends with you and you created everything around me, that everything I see and know and everything you've brought into my life, I'm thankful for. That I understand that I'm here to steward what you've brought into my life. See, I'm of the position right now that I know that I, I, have, a, I have a great marriage with, with Kate. I love her so much, but I'm a steward of that marriage to her. I steward her in this life. My children, I'm stewarding my children before God because I, I actually believe that God has no grandkids. He only has kids. All right, so I'm stewarding my children. I don't own them. All right, but I'm here to steward them in responsibility, knowing that, God, these are yours. These are your kids. I'm going to steward them the way that you've called me to. Whatever the money you've brought into my life, my home, everything that's in my life, uh, the, the position as a pastor, Lord God, I, I, I steward it. It's yours at the end of the day. And I, I come to you, Lord God, knowing that you are the source of everything. And you know, when we do that, it, it all starts with trust to place our lives in that place. When you start to look at life like this, it's kind of a shift, really. It's kind of like you're shifting from, from you know, uh, you know I, 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 my own strength, and we're shifting across to saying that, Lord, I'm going to live my life by your strength. I'm not going to live my life by my own strength, and uh, like I've, it's all on me. But over here, when we trust God and He's the source of all things, I know that, God, my life is shifted then to the trust that, Lord, You are the source. Your strength, it empowers us by Your grace. See, I believe that trust is the greatest position for grace. Trust. One of the greatest starting point positions of grace. And I just know that God wants us to take greater steps in our lives of trusting Him and honoring Him with our lives. This is what Paul said about, Paul the Apostle said about our stewardship. Colossians 3, 23 to 24. He says, work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward. See that? God wants to bless our lives. He's saying this here. And that the master you are serving is Christ. I want to tell you, if there's any master you want to serve, the greatest you can trust is Jesus. Sometimes there's there's masters we can serve in this life that can be a bit of an illusion. We don't even know we're serving them. But at the end of the day, you can trust Jesus. You can trust God with your life. You can trust Him as the source of your life and guiding us in our decisions and our choices. See, I want to tell you today that good stewardship, with all that is His, is great worship towards who He is. Good stewardship of our lives with all that is God's is great worship for who He is. And I believe that this is all about the heart. Everything begins, starts, and, and it started with the heart in our lives. About, Lord, I, I understand that, God, if I'm a steward of all things, I, I want to be in a position with You where I know I'm trusting You through this life. So God's trying to position our lives and move through our lives to impact the world around us. How many know that our world needs Jesus? Australia needs Jesus. Your neighbor needs Jesus. The person you work with, your boss or the people you work, that work for you, they need Jesus. God's trying to impact people around us all the time. And see, everything starts and, and, and it begins with our heart positioned before God and saying, God, with everything, it's you. I'm going to position my life as a steward before you. And I really believe that when it comes to generosity in our lives, it, it's, it's knowing that, God, I, I f- it first starts with trust. If I'm going to be generous with what you've brought into my life, Lord, I, it starts with that trust and starts with that spirit of thankfulness. 
thankful for my job. I'm thankful for my income. I'm thankful for what's being brought into my life. I'm thankful for my marriage. Thankful for my family. When you start with that place, then I believe that generosity can flow out of that as an act of worship before God. Isaiah 32, 8 says this, but generous people plan to do what is generous and they stand firm in their generosity. I love that this scripture actually notes that it's not a one-time generous thing. It's not like a person who does something generous. No, a generous person, plural. It speaks of a lifestyle, a life of generosity. And see, the more our heart is surrendered to who God is, the more that we come closer in surrender and worship and devotion before Christ, then we understand that His nature begins to reflect on us. It changes us. Changes us from the inside out. Because I want to let you know today that God is generous. He is generous. It is His nature. He is a loving, generous Father. I love what Charles Purgeon said this. I love this quote. So good. I've used it a few times before because I like it. It says, It is beyond the realm of possibilities that one has the ability to outgive God. Even if I give the whole of my worth to Him, He will find a way to give back to me much more than I gave. See, we cannot outgive God because He's more generous than us. Far more. And God wants to bless our lives. He wants to shift situations in our lives. He wants to bring breakthrough into our our world. But it it all begins with saying, Lord, I'm going to come and I'm going to trust you as the source of all things. You know, a big part of our story here at City Edge, um, when we first took over the church, I knew that that first season of six months, God spoke to uh, us and the committee of management that we have here, faithful men uh, on the team and women uh, that were there at the time. And, uh, and I, just, I just knew that in that moment, I was like, God, we were, we were in a position where we needed a breakthrough. We needed, we needed a shift. We were $2,500 in the red every week. We were six months away from closing the doors. And uh, now I'd taken the church on, 31 years old, fresh off the, you know, off the rank. You know, I was ready to go and, and just to see God move here. And, and God spoke to us as a, as, a, as a team. And he said, Paul, I want you to give half a year's wages to the previous pastor. I want, you to, I want you to give that away, just throw that out. And, uh, and I had a great relationship with the previous senior pastor, and, but I, I came to God and said, God, I just want to let you know that, have you seen the books? <laughs> Lord, I just, just take a moment, Holy Spirit, just that red bit. <laughs> like, there's a negative in front of it, not a positive. And, uh, and I just want to let you know, uh, we, we don't, have the ability to do that and if we the money we do have we need it and uh he's like no just trust me close the book it's not yours it's mine i need you to trust me and uh and so we did we came together we prayed as a team we said is this is god we know it's god we've got to do this and uh and so we went and 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 just sewed it out and everything just broke open after that we're stuck in this small building at the time we, just, we were able to move out. This building came available. We were able to fit it out at, at the start. Since then, we've seen four different fit-outs in that time. But, you know, that moment, that, that really just broke something open for all of us. Yeah. And uh, every year, God comes back to us. And even over the years, God has, there's been other lean moments in the years, and God's still come, and He said, Paul, I want you to give you this, 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 and this. And I'm like, yeah, but God, and I'll try to open the book again. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, is it close the book? I don't, I don't want to see that. Trust me. Wow. Trust me. Wow. 
what I've found with my life, and, and this has happened even in our own personal finances as well, because we believe in giving, we believe in tithing, generosity. But I just, I've found that every time God does this, I just trust me. And I have no idea how God's going to come through. Wow. I, I, it's not like, okay, Paul, I'm going to do it this way. God has never done that with me. He's just said, trust me. Wow. I'll bring it. I'll bring the breakthrough. And I'll show you the steps along the way. And God, he wants us to trust him in this you know, on the journey, because I know that God has more for our lives, and He wants to position our lives for the breakthrough. But I've found this, is that one great way that God loves to do it is that, is that giving helps us to just come into that place of faith, that generosity, when He speaks to our heart, whatever that may be, uh, that when we come, we're saying, God, I'm coming in faith to surrender my heart to You and say, God, this is an act of worship. This is an act of worship, that God, I, I don't serve money. Money is a tool. I serve You. I serve Jesus. You're the source. And I know that, God, I'm not, I'm not here living in my own strength because it's really hard to give when you live in your own strength. But when you come over here and God is the source of your life and you know everything flows from you, Lord God, you know that you're in a position there where you can be obedient and say, God, whatever you're impressing on my heart, regardless of the account, regardless of the resources, regardless of what's going on, if I do this obedience, I know that then I'm placing my life in your hands. I'm placing my whole world into your hands. And man, there is something amazing that when we do this, it's powerful what God does because you cannot outgive God. Throughout my whole life, I've been giving and tithing since I was a boy because my dad taught me to do it. I've been doing that since I was a boy. I've never found in my life that I've been able to outgive him. There's been moments when God's asked me to give bigger things than I've wanted to in our own lives. And I said, God, this, this, is, this is bigger than me right now. And I've trusted him, but I've found, man, all that he flows back in. And I don't know how, but it's, it's just incredible on in how that works. And I want to dive in right now just to two different ways that we believe biblically that God has called us to be give us in, uh, in our lives. And the first is in the tithe. Uh, and, uh, and tithe scripturally just means tenth or 10%. That's what it means. All right. And, and one of the greatest scriptures that, that, we teach on is from Malachi 3, 10 to 11. And because uh, I believe that the tithe is the first, it's our first fruits of all that God has brought into our lives. And we're saying, Lord, it, this is not the leftovers, but this is our first fruits of our 10th of all the income, all the increase has come into our lives. And, uh, and, and we're, we're bringing that to you. I want to let you know that God doesn't take our tithes. We bring it to him. Yeah. We bring what is His. Lord, You are the Lord of all things, the creator of the ends of the earth. You are everything, Lord God, and I'm bringing my tithe to You. Now, this is what the promise is of tithe. Malachi 3, 10 to 11 says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that they may be food in my house. And try me now, and this says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer. Come on, can you hear a promise there? I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. See, when we come joyfully and when we give of our tithe before God, we bring that before God into his storehouse, into the work of God. See, what that means is God says, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redeem the 90%. I'll bless it. I'm going I'm to cover it supernaturally. That's what he's saying. And I'll open for you the windows. And I want you to understand what this means, is that the Lord will pull back the curtain on the windows of opportunity that you never knew were there. The Lord pulls it, he uncovers 
uncovers these things. And not only does he uncover, but he shows how. It begins to reveal. God reveals, brings revelation supernaturally into our lives on things that we never knew before. that were hidden to us. But God, this is a promise. I will open for you the window. Hey, this is what you didn't see before, but you're able to see it now. This is how you're going to break through in your business. This is how you're going you to break through in your household finances. This is how you're going to break through here. This is, I'm going to open you the window. I'm going to open you the opportunity in your life. This is what this means. And not only is that, there's another promise. He says, I'll rebuke the devourer of your sex for your sex see what that means is is this is this is kind of uh you know speaking about what people had this was crops it was fields it was barns but but what it means is your holdings and so what God promises is that you don't have to rebuke the devil he'll do it for you he'll stand at the gates over your holdings and he'll stand there and say you are rebuked you have no access here these are, this, this, is, this is under my covering. Wow, this is under my covering right now. You cannot touch this. These crops, they will yield fruit. These accounts, they will be kept. Wow. I will bless. This is my blessing covers this covering right now. And see, this is, this is something powerful. It's scriptural. It's biblical that we can line our lives up with, that God can begin to move over our lives. See, I, I just love the fact that sometimes, you know, we, we can look at this because I've found this is that even when we count, we look at it and we think, I, I don't know if I could afford this in my life. I don't know if I could afford this. But I've found this that when we, when we shift over to trusting God as the source, no matter what that turn looks like, when we take the step of faith and the leap of faith to say, Lord, I'm going to begin. I'm going to take a leap of faith. Whatever that looks like, if you've not done this before, or you're still trying to work it all out. Hey, I just believe that it takes a step of faith in your life to say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. And the Lord promises. He says, try me now in this. I don't know many other scriptures in the Bible, but God says, test me out to see if it works. Wow, that's it. And this is one of those moments. Yeah, just try me to see. All right, and, and that's what he promises us. So I believe that God has so much for our lives. And I wanted to have a moment uh, where we just could just open up uh, to the church transparently just to see where your tithe goes here at City Edge. Okay, and I wanted to show these are the expenses of our church and, and what, we, what, we, what it sows into when we give. And so at the, at the top there, I want to begin there is that our ministry uh, support team wages. Uh, we believe that a worker is worthy of their hire. And a lot of our ministries, they need, uh, they need either a day a week, two days, sometimes uh, 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 like four days a week for one of our ministries. And, uh, and that's 2721 That includes my wage, includes the other wages of over uh, eight or nine different staff. And some, some of our staff are on a day a week. Some are on four hours a week. Uh, that's also included over here in our Bible College, City Edge Leadership College, $706. Most of that is our wages for our two trainers and our administrator who's on four hours a week. And uh, just so they can come in and keep the thing moving. The rest is just the cost of running the college. Uh, and so that, that is there to keep our, our ministries moving, to keep things moving in the life of the church. Uh, then we have in the, uh, the ministry and building upkeep and insurance. That's all the, the, the just the runnings costs of, of, of midweek, 2570 a week uh, in the life of the church. And the, and the other one up there is rent and utility. So a big chunk is, is paying our rent for the building and the facility, uh, electricity to keep the lights on and keep everything moving. And, uh, and I thank God every day for this building. Yeah. I do. I thank Him. I thank you for what God's brought into our lives. I'd love to own it by now. Honestly, I would. 
Uh, but that, that is something that I'm working in with the landlord and been talking to them about how, uh, you know, we have chatted about it on a, on, on a few different points. And he said, when I'm ready, I'll, I'm talking to you first. Uh, but I'm believing God. If you can pray for that, please pray. Please pray. Pray for his heart to be softened. Pray for his heart to be softened. Pray for the time and to be real. I just know in my spirit. This is just in my time with God. I pray for it all the time that I know that timing will come. Yeah. I know that God's positioning things. His timing is perfect. But I believe that we can turn that rent into a, 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 a loan that we can whittle down to nothing. Yeah. Amen. And I believe that. Okay, so that's us. That's, that's kind of one week in the life of the church. So the next slide shows that's $8,697 a week to open our doors um, and to, to keep things moving. But I know that this, this facility has been a blessing of God. It's a hub to our city, and uh, I just thank God that we're able to, this place runs seven days a week, yeah. seven days a week, nights, uh, it's humming. I, I said to our team, I said, I don't, want, I don't want a room just used once a week on a Sunday. Rooms need to be used. Everything needs to be humming, because we want to see lives transformed. That's what we're about. We're about transforming cities. We're about that. So let's, we've got to make this place move and hum so that people's lives are being restored, transformed, made whole in Jesus Christ. So... Uh, that's there. That's uh, our, our tithing and, uh, and where our giving goes here weekly in the life of our church. And if you'd like to know more about giving, tithing in general, what we've got, we give this book away every year called The Blessed Life, one of the best books I've ever read, read on giving uh, and on tithing, written by uh, Pastor Robert Morris uh, from Gateway Church in Dallas, Texas. And uh, he has an incredible anointing on this. And uh, I've spoken to so many people. I know even the testimony of my own brother who struggled with, with, with tithing. He used to ring me up because like, he came back to Christ you know, in his, in his mid-20s. And uh, he's, man, why do we do this? What's the point? What, what, why do we do? I, said, I said, mate, read this book. Just read this and you'll understand. And he, rings, he reads the book. He rings me back up later. He said, Paul, man, I'm tithing every Sunday. I, I, God has just done something to me. I can't believe what, what I was missing out on. I can't believe. And now his life is, you know, connected there. And, uh, and, but it's life-changing. So what we've got is we've got 10 copies at our Connect team, at Connect station. And uh, this is there for anyone that hasn't received a book over the last few years. Uh, if you're here and you call City Edge Home, we've got one per family. And as soon as that 10 are gone, if you miss out on it, write your name down. We will get you a book. We'll get you a book. So I don't care if another 10 names go down. We'll get you a book because I believe it's life-changing because this is about God positioning us for His flow and what He's doing in our lives. It's not about God taking from us. It's about God positioning our lives. Amen? Awesome. And the final thing uh, is seed offerings. It's over and above giving, above our tithes. And offerings are our seed that we sow above our, our tithe. That we are, uh, that's for ministry for support. It's different needs that may arise in different areas that God through the Holy Spirit and presses on our hearts. Uh, it may be, you know, sowing into an overseas orphanage or it may be different things that God has spoken to your heart of organizations or people or whatever it may be. Our miracle offering is one of those areas that we, uh, we sow into every year. That's a seed offering. And I believe that seed is that place uh, where we come with faith, where God can begin to multiply the seed. And 2 Corinthians 9, 9 to 10 says this, As it is written, He has dispersed abroad. This is God. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now may He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply. Everyone say multiply. Multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. I believe there is something powerful about seed sowing. 
So you're tithing and saying, Lord, I, I'm coming in thanks. I'm bringing that to the storehouse, my local house, for the continued great work. But seed offering is that over and above that God speaks to our heart and, and, and is sowing into. And I just believe that there is something powerful about the multiplication of the seed. And this is something that in our, our miracle offering every year, we pray for weekly uh, for everybody as in the life of the church. And I love uh, hearing the testimonies of what God has done uh, in people's lives. I love even last year, the people that came back and said, man, we were struggling in this area of our lives that God has brought this breakthrough. Uh, we've had businesses in the church that were struggling cash flow wise. I've seen breakthrough take place in this. And sometimes God has spoken to their hearts to give and, and, it, and it looks big when they've done it, but they've done it and obeyed God, and, and God has just moved supernaturally in so many areas. And I believe that this is that place where multiplication can take place. You know, I want to take this moment right now just to thank everybody for last year's miracle offering. Thank you for giving. Thank you for having faith and believing. Last year, we had uh, pledging and, and one-time giving of $229,242 last year that went into our ministries uh, over and above to keep our ministries moving forward. It went to uh, the, the launching of Realm to upgrade all of our cafe and get that into a position where Realm now has had three weeks of running. Uh, it's steadily growing. Like any business that launches, it takes time to build it up and build a customer base, but it's moving forward every week. And I want to honor Sinead and her team. She's doing a great work there. You can put your hands together. So good. And also our, you know, our future building fund, I shared about that just a little while ago, but we're believing God when that moment comes, we're going to be ready to buy this place. And I believe that there's something there that, uh, you know, I, I, I have something in my spirit that I want in all the locations that we have of City Edge Churches, and I believe God has called us to have multiple locations as a church. One thing that's in my heart, that burns in my heart, is that the next generation will have debt-free properties. They'll have debt-free properties. I don't know what the government's going to look like in years to come, 30 years from now. I don't know. I, I hope it's better than what it is now even, but, but at the end of the day, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what they're going to come into. All I know is that we want to set them up to have debt-free properties so that they can be a hubs to the cities, hubs to the cities to see God move incredibly and impact lives in those spaces. And this is what Beyond Tomorrow is all about. And I want to thank everybody who's given there. And this year... Uh, we are believing God on the 17th of March as we come to sow in. Uh, every year we have a project that we do. Last year was the realm and getting through council and all, the, all that we got through there, which was great. But this year we want to upgrade our mezzanine area for families. I shared a Vision Sunday two weeks ago. I encourage you to listen to the merit message on podcast. But I shared we want to shine a light on families and kids. Uh, and, and one part of that is we want to upgrade our mezzanine. We want to put a, a, a kid's play area up there. Uh, we want to put fencing and just set it up so it's safe and, and ready for families and for kids. Um, and, uh, and we're believing God that this is going to be a space that midweek that our, our, our ladies' life groups with children can utilize it. Uh, we, can, we can have a space where even realm, uh, mums can come in and utilize it as they maybe come for coffee or connection points. Uh, we just want it to be utilized for families. And uh, we want our boost kids and creche, we want to be able to create more space. 
create more space for them to just expand on their ministries and begin to uh, help kids encounter Christ. And we just want to create that space up there. And we're believing to raise 40000 for that this year. If, if, if it permits, I'd, I'd love to be able to put a toilet up there as well for our children. That would be outstanding. But what we're going to do is, is just see what the costings, we're getting those figures in now uh, to see what that looks like. So that is one part of it. That's our making room for more uh, offering is going to go towards that this year. Uh, the second is Next Generation. Uh, as I shared, our kids and families ministries, uh, Empire, our youth ministry here, and our young adults ministry as well, all the kind of Next Generation and one thing that burns in my heart is that it's a personal passion is to not lose a generation. Yeah. I know the devil has a plan for the next generation, yeah. but I know that God has too. Yeah, and we are about setting it up so the, gen- the next generation is not lost to the, Im- Im- the I just know there's such uh, forces that try to Im- impede on families and on children and, and on teenagers' lives and even young adults uh, through media. Uh, through, you know, conforming all sorts of sources that come and ideologies that are coming to try and get a hold of our kids' lives. How many know we've got to fight for our kids? We've got to fight for our children, our teenagers, and our young adults. And I know on our watch, we're going to make sure that we're creating environments where they're going to encounter Jesus. Do you know in the last, I don't even know what the weekend, what we saw for salvations, but for two weeks in a row at Empire on a Friday night, we saw 48 decisions for Jesus Christ. 48 decisions in two weeks. Two weeks. That's just two weeks. Nick's telling me, I'm like, you kidding me? I I walked away from that conversation. Tears start welling up in my eyes. I'm like, God, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. There is hope, there's hope, there's hope for the next generation. Thank you, G. Every time I hear it, I'm like, man, text me, tell me. I don't care if it's midnight. Tell me. When people are getting saved and miracles are happening and God is moving for families and people and their lives, I want to know. Because I know that we're here to transform the city for Jesus Christ. And so we want to be able to sow into our ministries there. So on the screen, we'll see that for kids, children and families, and part of this $10,000 for that is our crisis fund as well. Can I just let you know that we don't say from the platform what our crisis fund does, but we have families that we have supported this year uh, through our partnering with Gateway Care. We've been able to help families with a whole week's worth of food fuel in their car when they've needed it, uh, all sorts of different people and when they call, and they've called in. We've been able to help them because we've got an account that's been able to help them on the spot uh, in that moment. And uh, praise God. I thank God for Gateway Care. And it's just down the road. And I mean, I'm not going to have a resource down the road and not utilize it. Okay. And I praise God for that. And uh, we've been able to do that. So that part of that we, is a percentage. We'll go to that and children's and families for the ministries and the runnings of ministries. Empire Youth, 20,000 there goes for our, uh, all that happens there. Our free breakfast in schools, over three schools we're in. Uh, I know with kids as well, we're in another three schools uh, where we're doing breakfast for kids as well. Uh, the stats are hugely alarming. The amount of kids... And teenagers that rock up, they don't tell anyone because it's embarrassing that there's no food in the house. You have no idea how many children rock up to school and teenagers turn up to school and didn't have breakfast because the cupboard was empty and the fridge was bare. And I know that there's kids that come and they get a second breakfast. Yeah, I know that. But I know it's, it's not for them. It's for the kid and the teenager that had no, no food in the house because their mum's an ice addict. Spent all the wage that week. And they rocked up and then they had no food. But we went once a week. Yeah, that's it. We're coming in and making sure we made sure you got fed yeah. that day. 
I mean, I love to do it every day. But at the end of the day, we can do it. We can do what we can do once a week. All right? And that's in three different schools in the life of our city, uh, which has been a huge impact. And so there are all sorts of different other ministries, RI. We teach uh, over 300, 350 students every week from this church, religious instruction. And praise God, we get to do that because it's about fighting for the next generation. The next is young adults, red frogs. Praise God for red frogs. Uh, We had 26 uh, O-Week uni students here last Sunday night that came to church. Can we give Jesus a clap for that? Thank you, Harry. Leads our young adults, leads Red Frogs. Uh, thank you to Sinead, assist there as well. But thank you so much for your leadership. Doing an amazing job, all the team there. Um, we, we believe in a raise of 10,000 there for that as well. And uh, so uh, 40,000 is for the, all those ministries there as well. Uh, the next is the building fund. I've, I've already spoken about that as well. But we're believing to raise 150,000 to keep believing for that deposit, for that moment of being able to buy the building and buy the facility. We want to keep moving forward on that. And I want to thank everyone who's over the years has partnered with that as well. We want to be in a position when the moment comes to be able to buy and purchase and, 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 and then move forward and create debt free for the future. Amen. Uh, so great. So thank you, uh, everybody, for your heart and for partnering with us in the vision as we move forward. One thing I believe is that where there is great commission vision, there is always provision. And I know that. I know that God wants to pour out his provision on people's lives. And one thing that the Holy Spirit has really just spoken to me over these last few weeks and lead up to the miracle offering as well has been that I believe God's going to break some people through in this place. I was only praying this morning and the Holy Spirit, actually it was last night and today, Holy Spirit just grabbed me again and I'm, I'm sitting down in my seat in the office after I prayed and, I, and the Holy Ghost said, he said, just again, he said, Paul, I'm going to break some families through over this month. I'm going to break some families through. Here's a couple of things I'm going to do. I'm like, okay, God. Show me what you're doing. I just see, I see families that have been struggling with your cash flow. There's going to be shift. It's going to be shift over this month. And if that, if that is a word for you, then please receive that today. It's going to be a shift. I see some single parent families. God's going to break you through. Break you through over not only this month, but the coming months in the life of your home. I, I see there's three different businesses that have struggled cash flow. If that's, if that's for you, I believe that God is going to open you the window. There's going to be some amazing things that are going to begin to happen over this next few, like six months in front of you. God's going to break something open over your life. I, I, it's actually more than three businesses. It's, I, I believe there's something for every business in the life of our church. God's going to do something. He's going to break you through to the next level. But just position your heart. And, and the final thing is, is I believe that this is a, <laughs> nothing to do with finance, but I believe there's going to be just a pouring out of God's grace of God's grace on, on people's lives. And that, that could include finances, but it's, it's just across the board. And this is a year of God's grace and favor. And I believe just outpourings of His grace, outpourings of His grace and favor over people's lives. Let me know you can sense grace. You can actually sense it. And I just believe that God over households is just going to pour out grace over people's lives. I believe it's there anyway, regardless of the miracle offering month or whatever it may be. That grace is there. And that's just a reminder of that, that God's going to do that this year. 